In the box seat, it's the Eagles' premiership to lose with a 66-point thumping against the wounded Magpies. Monday night mess, Fremantle recorded second-lowest ever score with Caleb Sarong, the sole shining light, proving his talent right. Giant message, Toby Green b- brings back shades of his All-Australian year, destroying the Tigers in grand final replay. And after kicking seven goals in just two league appearances, likely AFL draftee, potential top-ten bolter, and the talk of the town at the moment, Logan McDonald comes on the show in what looms as the most important months of his life, as mentioned on the vlog in Saturday's brief interview with him. Everything is right here on the Centre Square Podcast. And I declare the winner of the 2019 Brownlow Medal, Nathan Pye of the Fremantle Football Club. Great to have your company, as always, right here on the Centre Square podcast from 91.3 Sport FM, your football headquarters. A very exciting episode awaits. Someone that myself, Ethan Roth and Bray met in the rooms on Saturday will join us a bit later on before he, he heads to training. Right now, though, Noah Tolkien, Luca Vinning and Bray Lovage are across from me. And boys, very interesting weekends from you three. Noah, you kicked one goal three. Bray mm. found out he's umpiring gear 12s. And notching up game 150. Is that a milestone? Congratulations. How did you boys reflect? Luca Vinning, start off with you. Mate, it was a great weekend for me up at the club. Um, Two wins for the Upper Swan Footy Club on the weekend. The twos had a win and then, um, yeah, game 150 for me, so... Um, you know, I was pretty pretty happy with myself. Um, ended up getting a goal out of it. You know, similar to now, one goal, two, and then one out on the full. So that's um, superb. You know, yeah. it was a real uh, effort, and you know, I didn't end up getting my goal till the third quarter. But you know, I'm happy with the win. And um, but yeah, how how are you tracking, Bray? Yeah, I'm tracking tracking well. Great um, news that you got. Not too oh, long it's, ago. it's not it's not big news. Well, it's, it's nothing. promising. It's, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's a f- one step further in your career, so it's always it's, it's, uh, uh, always handy. Yeah, well, Luca, lucky enough to be a life member now, so uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, a great member of the club. I've already got my name on the hundred games. Yeah, so do I. I think they're going to build uh, uh, build the new board just for me. So yeah, well, uh, oh, they're yeah, Luca winning on a board. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Luca's uh, Noah said a word yet. So one goal three didn't have the kicking, <laughs> didn't have the kicking boots on yet, mate. <laughs> nah, nah, I missed a couple of easy set shots. Should have kicked, um, but we did get the ninety point victory. Well, so. that's I saw a video you took a, a nice contested mark you sent. Um, <laughs> so was, uh, he rates himself. He rates himself. Yeah, but ripping into it, as you would have heard in the headlines, the Eagles absolutely tore the pies to shreds. Obviously, no Pendlebury, but everything is going right at West Coast. Even Elliot Yo managed to get off his one match ban. Interesting, all the comments made by all the Eagles fans saying it's theirs for the taking. But remember, four of Collingwood, four or five of Collingwood's best players were out. So. Yep. Um, um, still, me still. being a passionate West Coast supporter, we aren't premiership favourites. I know heaps of people have been saying West Coast are now the premiership favourites. We've won one very good game, and the team we versed had five, six of their best players out. You can't really call premiership favourites off that. If anything, we need to beat Port Adelaide Brisbane, but we've lost so early on in the season, so I guess you probably have to beat... Uh, Richmond was one and I think it was Geelong convincingly yeah. to actually be Premier's favourites they're in, in a opinion. great position though I know what you're saying but, yeah, but, but at home yeah we are but the teams you've, you've beaten Adelaide 
Adelaide, Sydney, Sydney Fremantle, Fremantle, Collingwood. That's not a lot. Collingwood. And, do you even count Collingwood with the players out? So. It's a win. A win's a win. A win but, but it was... It was they, they were missing a lot of their good talent. Yeah. Well, um, ugly scenes on Monday night after Darcy, Darcy Tucker injured his hamstring within minutes. It never looked good and Sonny Walters injured his too late. Uh, Caleb Sarong, though. What a star he will be in. Your man. It was... Uh, it was oh, I'm a big fan of it. It was always going to be a big ask when Luke Ryan... Had to play on Hawkins and Toby Watson was a late debutant because yes. I know Luke Ryan was giving up like 10 or so centimetres on Hawkins. Speaking of Luke Ryan, I'm pretty sure he said that he believes that Caleb Sarong could be the next Lockie Neal. 2.0. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, you've seen it all over Facebook. Um, you know, definitely, yeah, if Fremantle can hold on to him, um, you know, and he can learn some stuff off Nat Fife, that, yeah, really valuable for the club in, in the next coming years. And, you know, he could be part of their first premiership. Or providing that Fife doesn't get traded, according to Andrew. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we'll, we'll touch we're going to save later. that for yeah. the next but, segment. Yeah, speaking of uh, Caleb Sarong, he's from Victoria, so you hope, you know, a lot of Victorian midfielders, they there's gonna, always going to be talk of them going back home. So Chase you success. really hope that he can stay and just, yeah, be loyal. Uh, in other news, before our segment, Daniel Rioli is the latest big name to be dropped. Alistair Clarkson has avoided sanction over umpiring comments. Todd Marshall will miss uh, six weeks with a, a broken thumb. And the social media comments or opinions have been flowing after a video emerged of a fan high at the game where Patrick Cripps was taken to the ground with, without the ball from two North players without a, a free kick being awarded. I, I th- you guys would have seen that. Yeah, Yeah. well, it was really only one that tackled him and he sort of just ran into the other one. They said yeah. they both tackled him, but it should have been a free kick, obviously. But yeah. yeah. And yeah. all this silly business stuff with like... Even, like, yeah, with obviously the Crips part, but then the Papley and uh, Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell one, Mitchell, yep. Yeah. It's not a good look to the game, in my opinion. You don't just go shove someone over. You can you can mouth off at them. But, like, if you're going to go just shove someone in the ground, then the rest, five other guys are going to come in and start throwing hands. Yeah, and then the interesting one it's was... It's just going to get chaotic. Yeah, James For- uh, Frawley retaliated for Mitchell. Yeah, exactly. And then another free kick, Tom, pa- exactly. Tom Papley. Yeah. To be fair, though, like... I know Cripps, a lot of people are saying Cripps is the only one to get harsh treatment um, and not, I guess, umpires aren't giving him the free kicks if they're there. But players like Fife, Dangerfield, they they always get attention every week. Every week, every you know week. I mean? it's, it's not just Cripps. It's just because there was one that got on video. Like yeah. The amount of times I've been at the footy, and Ethan, um, I'm sure you'd be the same, and you'd see Fife just getting smothered yeah. off the ball, but no one's got that on video. Yeah, yeah. they've just got to be able to find a way to get through that. And I think when Fife won both of his brown lows, he said in his speech that um, you know the, one of the main reasons he had such good years is because he was able to find ways to get past those taggers. Yeah, um, for sure. And also, like, shout out the guys that see off the the um, other players while he can just go hunt the ball, like Eurice Conkers, these sort of guys. Yeah. Um, anyway, time now. T- time now though for In Strife, which returns this week. Luca. Well, we couple couple big ones in Strife this week. As much as it hates me to do it, and it's nothing against you know the legend that is Andrew Embley. Um, we've had him on the show before. Um, I'm not sure if you've read his comments um, on Facebook throughout the week. Um, but he was saying that Fremantle should trade Nat Fife, um, you know, for for a first round draft pick because Nat Fife, you know, in, in three years' time he's going to be 32, um, and he's going to be yeah, not part of that um, Fremantle success. So according to Embley, yeah, yeah, boys, what what do you take on that? Yeah, well, it was on yeah it was on radio, I think Triple M or Mix 94.5. Yeah, one with of the, Xavier Ellis. Yeah, um, he said that f- the reason he's um, they should do that is because he's. He's not going to be there in the next premiership in three years. Uh, 
people can argue against or for for that. And, you know, but he... There's no fight. Like, so many members and supporters will drop drop off without oh, five. Yeah. Oh, he's he's the, fa- gonna, the face of the yeah. club. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. If Fife moved to another club, instantly my second yeah. favourite team. It, it'd yeah. Be, it'd be disappointing to see a two-time Brown in the middle finish off elsewhere. He's just he's yeah. so intertwined in Fremantle's... Um, you know, trademark that I think yeah, yeah. He, he couldn't move anywhere else. And no. I don't think he will as well. I think like, nah. they're just saying that, but because, you know, he signed a seven year deal not that long ago. He's very committed. I know he's got off field, um, like studying, I think he's studying law at uni here and he's doing a bit of fashion stuff in Perth. So I think he's pretty well settled here in Perth and wouldn't want to fly, fly over somewhere else. You can always see where Embers is going with it, in my yeah. opinion. Oh yeah. He knows because you've got, Fremantle in really tough time at the moment. With they probably, they probably need another rebuild at the moment. Yeah, they're they're sort of what could you say, sort of towards the middle of their rebuild in a way, um, but then once once they're ready to like start really really fighting for those premierships and final series, that's probably going to be Nat Fife's last couple of years. And if he wants to go win a premiership, then go trade him. In yeah. saying that, though, but it's. They shouldn't just trade him for the sake of trading him. They should only trade him if he wants to go or free agency, whatever. Yeah, but I reckon even in his last couple of years, he could be like 35 and just playing out playing of the goal square yeah, and kicking yeah. four or five yeah. a game. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was he thinking. still has great his, value. We saw that with yeah. his injury last, yeah. last week. We've seen that with Gary Ablett. Yes, yeah. they're different players, you know, and Gary Ablett's not like a, a power forward that Fife can be going forward. But, you know, what, Gary Ablett's 36, 37, you know. Five. Five would be better than I bought when he's that But if Five wants to go win a premiership, he should go in the last probably, what, three years of his career or two years, go over to a team yeah, that's capable of winning flags because it's going to be a little while. He's winning one for Frio, though. Yeah. 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 He, 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 yeah. I think he probably thinks he's good enough to be able to like get Frio to, free to a premiership. Yeah, I feel like know? if he was to do that, he would have probably accomplished everything that he'd set out to all right, now another in strife here, uh, Bailey Fritch. Um, he could have cost uh, Melbourne one of the upsets of the season when he gave away a 50-metre um, penalty for not giving the ball back in time. Um, I think it was deep in Melbourne's forward line at the time and, um, yeah, gave Brisbane um, some time to go up and up the ground and waste some time. Um, you know, he's been, been terrific this year um, and he's probably close to signing a new deal. So, um, yeah, should know better and, and, yeah, probably cost them one of the upsets of, this, of the of the round. Could it cost me tip of the century? It was, up, it was an absolute stinker of what he did. Um, it was not needed. Just get up, uh, give him the ball. You're not, you're not milking the clock off anyway. They've already called time, the umpires. I think it was the yeah. It was the right call by the umpire. The, as the well. clock wasn't running. It's not like he was wasting time. The clock was stopped. Yeah. He was just yeah. He, he it was a stupid move. Yeah, a bit of a brain fade. Yeah. 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 And then finally, um, one that's on our minds lately, uh, Ben Brown. You know, he used to be one of one of the key forwards in the comp, um, but he's just lacking a bit of confidence, nearly. Um, you know, and he hasn't. He always isn't getting the best delivery down forward at the moment. So, um, you know, he's probably not getting in the right positions and the set shot routines all over the place. Um, you know, and it's just a bit bit different. You know, so a sixty goal. You know, I think three three years in a row that he's kicked sixty plus goals in a season. So yeah, we're just not used to it, are we? So um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can get back to form. Whatever he needs to do. Uh, player of the year now, the, the votes three to one, Bray. Yep, all over this one. Three votes been the talk of the town last almost not a the week big, now. Not the, not the biggest talk like. of the town, but 
Yeah, well, anyway, Toby Green, he gets three votes for his five goals, 18 disposals on Friday night, wasn't it? Um, but, yeah, he was firing. Then uh, Bruce McAvaney was loving the commentary. He doesn't miss. He that was never going to miss, whatever it was. Um, he, really, he had really a superb night. Yeah, really good display to see. Five straight. Yeah, to yeah. see Toby keep yeah. so many. Footy's just so much better when he's firing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good to see that now, stars come up. This is a bit harsh. Kick two goals more than... Toby Green, Josh Kennedy gets the two votes for kicking seven goals straight uh, on Sunday against the Pies. Uh, but yeah, I think Toby Toby Green had more of an impact, so that's yeah. why I've given him uh, the yeah. three. Kennedy did have a, a field day, um, and it was there was an interesting fact. A year ago on Sunday, when he kicked seven goals, he kicked seven goals that exact day as well in 2019. So some things never change in a year, and he he wound back the clock a bit. Yeah, yeah. well, it's just seven goals, you know, it's just a decent day out. So yeah, yeah. probably a bit. But yeah, probably the main reason that Toby got the votes was he kicked five in a side that only scored 62 points. Kennedy yeah. kicked seven in a side that scores nearly double that. Or yeah, s- no, s- yeah, Oscar Allen got three goals as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So it was sort of spread out, it's just Kennedy got a bit more. Uh, anyway, one vote. Jake Lloyd from the Sydney Swans. Um, Lloyd. For getting 34 disposals in sh- in a shortened game, that's that's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah. I think is that probably the highest we've seen this year. Probably, yeah. I don't. I'm sure Law's got 35 a couple times. Oh, okay. But I don't so. know if we'll see any player tip 40 this year. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I reckon we gonna, will. He always does get a lot of a lot more of it than halfbacks. Um, it's gonna be an absolute like ball day yeah. for someone to get 40 this you've year. Really, you've really got to be on. He was influential yep. in the seven point win against the Hawks. But yeah, then some unlucky to miss. We've got fellow Swan Tom Papley. Uh, Zach Merritt, Tim Kelly, Andrew Gaff, Lockie Neal, Clayton Oliver, and Cam Guthrie. Yeah, Cam Guthrie. Luca and Noah were at the game on um, Monday night. Monday night, and you probably didn't see it, but on the replay, they were, he was having one-hand pickups about three yeah, or four no, times. I noticed it a handful of times. He was pretty clean. Two hands for beginners. Yeah, yes. mate, doesn't, that, doesn't that mess amazing. around with all that beginner stuff. But uh, tips slash leaderboard. Noah, ne- um, before we reveal that, just letting everyone know that due to scheduling, next tips, next week's tips will be done amongst us and we will add them, but you won't hear them on the podcast as, of course, there are games on every see week, every day of the week. You'll see it on Instagram story. Yeah. Uh, what is it when the round start? It starts on the yeah, Monday, doesn't sometime. it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, because yeah, so we only have one chance to record. We'll put so it up on the Sunday. Apologies there. Nothing much we can do, but... Yeah. It's just the footy frenzy that we've got coming up. Yes. So, so but yeah, you'll check that out on the Instagram. Uh, I think it'll be Sunday evening. And probably Facebook as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep, nice. Tips leaderboard. Start from the bottom, where it seems to be my home on this leaderboard. Um, I'm on 32. Just like yes, your fellow Dockers. the bottom. Let's yeah. The bottom. Luca, 34. Ethan, 43. Had a good round. Uh, Cal and Bray are both on 45. Yeah. Yep. Eakling first. And dominant Cal, as always. Cal sent his through, so Noah, you can get those up. But yeah, so I was a bit risky. I took a risky choice last week, choosing Freo to beat Geelong. But Cal got Geelong, so we've now leveled back up the top. Yep. Yeah, round nine. Yeah, here we so go. So I'll go. S- kick us off. Bulldogs versus Richmond on Wednesday night. So tonight. Yep. It is tonight. Wow. So um, this game could be done by the time our listeners are uh, listening, listening to this, but it will be done. Yeah. Probably. Anyway, yep. hope I'm right. If you're listening to this while watching the footy in the background, I'm going to pick the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bulldogs for me. Tigers for me. Bray. I'm going to go the dogs. They're playing some pretty good footy. So just looking at it now, Richmond are sitting ninth. Actually, who's who's Cow got? Cow has gone. Give me a sec. 
That was good by you, yeah. Luca. Tr- I like that. Dogs. Ninth yeah. at the moment. Traditional. I'll, I'll, I'll yes. go the dogs as well. Yes. Firmly. I'm going to go the dogs also. Yeah. Next round. Next uh, game. Or next, sorry, next game. Thursday night. Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. This one's the Gabba. Port. Port. Uh, yeah, the power. Port Adelaide. Uh, Melbourne. Upset. Ooh, Got a bit upset. of me there. Yep. Um, there we go. I was going to be one by, by Cow. The and, cow and then Cow has gone. Port. He's probably gone for an upset as well, hasn't he? Yep. No, he's gone Port. No, no. He's gone Port. And then the next game, we've got Carlton and Hawthorne. This one's at Optus. Um, I think we might be going to this one, boys. Yeah, 340. Yep. Say hello if you're there to the boys. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm going the Baggers. Yep. Carlton. Yeah, Carlton. No brainer, to be honest. Yeah. Ooh. They're playing real good. No, they're, no, no, they're playing ball. really good I hope football. that doesn't come back to bite me. Yeah. I'm going to go... Hawthorne. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> call, Noel, because every time everyone everyone that you tip it seems to go the other way, yeah, so you can yeah, stay no, on Hawthorne. No, no, I reckon because I'll be there, that might actually play good for me for once. Cow. <laughs> Cow's gone Carlton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second Friday night game is Essendon versus Brisbane. Uh, Metricon Stadium. Boys? Brisbane. Ooh, tough one. But Brisbane for me. <laughs> yep, Brisbane. Brisbane. And Cow has gone. This thing's got a load. The Brizzy boys. Yep, indeed he has. Saturday morning, North Melbourne versus Adelaide uh, Adelaide Crows at Metricon Stadium. Ethan? Sorry, who was that? North Melbourne versus Adelaide. North, oh, yeah, Adelaide. I was talking this talking about this before. I reckon they're going to get their first win of the year. Mm. Well, well it's, a bo- it's a bottom of the table clash. Seventeenth so versus eighteenth. It is the one that you know. It, it's the one that they sh- they can win. Even so. though North only lost by seven points to Carlton, came back real strong. North have only won two games. Mm. That surprised me because they were playing half decent footy. I thought earlier on, but yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the Crows as well. This is going to be the game for them yeah, to win. They I'll played I'll well against Essendon. Go Crom. Yep, count the Crom. I'm okay. going North, and so is Cow. So well, there you go. Next game, St Kilda versus Sydney Swans at the Gabba. St Kilda. So they're um, yeah, a bit bit inconsistent, but yeah, they're playing w- good footy. What a win against the Power! I don't think we'll obviously count upset of the week there. Um, but yeah, I don't think many people gave. Yeah, they only scored the one behind the last week. Yeah, Luca. S- uh, Saints versus Swans. Oh gee, St Kilda for me. Yep. Yep, Saints for me as well. Yep, Saints for me, and I believe Cow has also gone with St Kilda. Yeah, he yep. doesn't like the Swans. No. Gold Coast versus GWS, the first Sunday game no, in the you round. You forgot a Saturday game. I did. The Eagles. Your West team, Coast. Eagles yeah. versus Geelong. He knows his schedule back to front. <laughs> Saturday yeah, night. Mate. All over it. Optus Stadium. Fuck versus else. third. Ethan. West Coast. I think I think the Cats can shove this one right up the Eagles. Oh. <sighs> It's because you lost to Geelong on Monday night. Yeah, uh, Eagle, a, Eagles any day of the week. Yeah. Um, obviously, Geelong got all those injuries, so West Coast should get that done. Yeah. I hope. I want to say easily, but Com- it's not. Ooh. It's Comfortably. not. I've yeah, gone. It's gonna. It's not gonna be more than fifty points. Okay. Yeah. I've, I'm gonna go Geelong. Uh, Cow's gone Eagles. Next game: Gold Coast versus Giants. First game is Sunday, as I said before, at Metricon. Yep. Never surrender the Giants. Yeah, yeah, no, I think um, yeah, the Giants will, will get it done. It's actually a close game mm. when you look at it. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Giants. They're playing pretty good footy lately, so Giants for me. Uh, Gold Coast for mine. Ooh. Upset. Cow's uh, gone Gold Coast, hasn't he? 
Uh, when does he not go to the Gold Coast Suns? He rates them highly. Yes, he has. And then Jeez. last game of the round, Fremantle versus Optus. Uh, versus Optus. Adoptus. Playing at Optus versus Collingwood. Seriously. Yeah, the Pies. Taylor Adams, our man last week, stepped into the captaincy role. He's going to do it again. Won the toy, coin toss. That was just... Uh, Sensational. Sensational. Only, the only sensational thing, I reckon, for the Pies all day. But, yeah, Collingwood. Yep. Well, you know what? Some, th- some people change, but I'm never going to change. I'm always going to back back my boys. So, I'm so this is why you're down the bottom of the leaderboard. So, um, can I just say <laughs> something before we finish this up? Tipping. Tipping <laughs> is who you think, when you look at the game, is going to win. Not I'm who right, you go no. for. And I'm, yet, you I'm, might think I'm, Freo I'm going, going to win. think Freo are going to win, so that's why I'm going to tip Fremantle. I, I went against West Coast if a couple I, of if times. If I knew that Fremantle were going to lose, I wouldn't tip them. I'm backing Fremantle to win this one. That's Hence, I've tipped Fremantle. Honestly, just get this man in the cheer squad. Front row of the cheer squad, right behind the uh, goals. Well, I, was, I was front He'll row. He'll be out there actually. with the big pom-poms going bang. Well, I was front, front row actually on, uh, on, on Monday night. Um, and yeah, the, the rain, we got a bit wet, so we had to Noah. head back. Um, Bray, did you say Collingwood? Uh, no, but I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and I'll go the Dockers. I'll back Luca up here. Um, yeah. You guys just, you guys just do not understand... Passion. What it means to support a football club. Ethan, take that shirt off, actually. You're wearing the Dockers shirt. Just why you, you represent do the colours if you're not going to tip us? To represent that football club. Okay, you, you do not have the same passion that me and Noah have. Well, we'll we, see. We, we could be playing top of the... We would be playing Port Adelaide and I would still tip Fremantle. We'll see what happens, but I'm guessing... I'm, yeah, we, we, I'm not even going to read out Cow's yeah. tip because we all know he's gone the pies. Going the pies! Boys, we'll leave it there as our guest is waiting. So Noah, you're staying and Luca, you'll be re- oh, you'll be replaced by myself. Bray's going to be here as well. Good to talk and well done again on game 150. Yeah, cheers. Just about to get um, chaired off out the studio. So yeah, thanks boys and um, we'll chuck that one on the Instagram. He does have a good left leg. A brilliant kick towards the goal mouth. Oh, he's taking it. He's taking an absolute screamer. It's going to happen. And, and he, he has to be in the top ten. Donald would put fresh on the kid, but he's outstanding. Logan McDonald. Has he done the job? He has. Right, our special guest is with us now. Very generous with uh, his time before training today. Perth Demons, young uh, key forward. Played for WA in the under-18s championships last year. And is the talk of the town at the moment, kicking seven goals in just two uh, Waffle League games so far this season. We interviewed him on Saturday after his win against East Perth. It's Logan McDonald. Logan, McDonald. Logan thanks for uh, joining us. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. And how have you pulled up since we saw you on Saturday? Uh, not Nothing out of the ordinary, obviously. Uh, a bit sore playing at that level. You get a, you know, a bit, bit sore over the next couple of days, but um, yeah... By, by this weekend really helps and uh, freshen up the body moving forward into East Freer. Yeah, it was certainly. It was, a, uh, it was a pleasing win. Um, So you're actually our first... Uh, sorry, check out the vlog, guys, if you haven't already speak about what Bray said. So you're actually our first draft uh, prospect or player that hasn't been in the AFL system, which means your childhood would be fresh in your memory having been recruited from Applecross or Mount Pleasant. What are your memories from there and when did you first come down to the Perth Demons? Um, yeah, Abercross, um, yeah, probably, um, uh, started my junior footy, I started playing there in year seven, and I was fortunate enough, um, to play in three grand finals across three years there, and, um, win a premiership, so, um, yeah, Abercross was really good, um, I had a lot of mates from school that also played there, and, um, yeah, I love the joint, they've been really good to me, and, um, club that I'll be forever grateful for, and, 
yeah, Perth. So um, I lived in the Perth zone, um, and then just been a Perth since I guess the year year eight development squad days. So pretty much since I was fourteen, I've been been there, and um, yeah, Perth has been awesome to me as well. And um, yeah, just trying to repay their faith. Yeah, nice. And you graduated from school last year, obviously. Um, are you currently working or studying? Um, and how are you trying to balance that with football? Yeah, so I graduated from Kiwanis last year and as well. Um, loved that place and um, they were really good to me as well and um, really big part of um, why I'm where, where I am today. So, um, yeah, they were awesome. And then, yeah, just at university now studying finance. So, um, yeah, that's been really good just to give me, I guess, a bit of an outlet away from football and um, all the media and, um, yeah, just all the, I guess, my thoughts in my mind about um, what could potentially be at the end of the year. So, um, yeah, that just keeps keeps me um, down on earth and, um, yeah, just um, gives me something to do every week and just man- maintain that routine. Yeah, sounds good. There's been a few uh, sports players or elite um, athletes come out of Aquinas, hasn't there? Yeah, definitely, especially over the last few years. I've got um, a couple of close mates of mine that just got drafted. So, um, yeah, it's awesome for the school and... Um, yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of the boys work hard to get to where they are and uh, I think uh, school contributes a bit to that as well. So yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, we'll talk about last year's state championships. Was this the first time you played via, for the state or, I guess, uh, national footy versus people from other states? And how was the feeling breaking the 10-year drought for WA with a couple of your good mates like Regan Clark uh, to get the clutch goal after the siren? Yeah, it was really good. Um, I've played state footy since um, 12, so I've played 12, 15, 16, and then was lucky enough to play last year as an underager. Um, yeah, that was really good. Um, like we just saying, there's a lot of boys that I grew up with at Aquinas and um, played a lot of footy with. Um, yeah, it was really good. Um, something you, you wouldn't dream about as well. Um, yeah, Regan, a uh, very close mate of mine, and, Lucky enough to be playing with at Perth at the moment. Um, yeah, just got on the end of one and um, put it through. So, yeah, it was awesome. Something I'll never forget. Yeah, the commentary was uh, elite on that. Um, so, did the boys get into him about that, about the remember the name uh, commentary? Yeah, we give it to him a bit and he gets a bit sick of it. But, um, yeah, he does cop it, especially um, down at Perth Singers. And, um, you know, Iceman gets a bit of a run. So, yeah, it's all tongue-in-cheek. But, um, yeah definitely something that he should be proud of for sure yeah 100% worth it uh, many of those guys on AFL list now and have played so far this year such as Devin Robertson Luke Jackson Trent Rivers Chad Warner have you spoken to any of these guys about what it's like in the system have they given you any tips or do you not really talk much footy with them um, well Devin's a pretty good mate of mine and um, so I talked to him a bit so yeah he's been pretty good to me and um, he's always if I have any questions or anything I need to ask him, he's really good and always gives me honest uh, feedback and advice. And um, yeah, he just said you just could be willing to work hard. And tough things is about is that you've got to um, go into the AFL system and then respect your players. You're not the um, top one to two players anymore um, in, in your normal team as you were as a junior. So at the bottom of the pecking order, so you got to work your way up. But um, yeah, he's really loving the challenge and um, hopefully. Um, his wise words of wisdom can uh, hopefully help me end up on a list as well. Of course, Jay. I know he won the Lark medal and um, was also captain there. So, yeah. yeah. Now, for the people who may not know, what would you say some of your strengths are 
Um, and as there has been comparisons to uh, you, like such as Lance Franklin, Wayne Carey, Nick Rewalt, who do you model your game on? Is there anyone that you um, really look at their strengths and try to form the same game, I guess? Yeah, I'd probably say my main strength is uh, probably my work rate and then just constant ability to get up and down the ground. I think my athleticism for someone my size is um, helps me holds me in good stead and then just my footy smarts, I think, um, allows me to position my body well and um, I guess the sort of angle the ball and um, just allow to dictate my player a bit more. So they're probably my main strengths, I reckon. And then, yeah, being compared to players like that, so um, I guess embarrassing I think um, but yeah, I guess if I can be half as good as any of those players um, I'll be pretty lucky so I don't really try to model my game on anyone um, I think I play a bit like Nick Rewald and um, I guess I like to take take bits and pieces out of the best players games but um, I think I'm pretty unique um, probably make, make my own name for myself yeah, I think that's pretty good to um, try and not sort of copy them and, yeah, make your own way because, yeah, your ability to get up the ground is pretty um, elite. But, Bri, are you going to touch on the the next topic? Yeah, obviously, uh, I guess it's probably been a whirlwind for you in the last 12 to 18 months from going to be like a normal kid and then getting the call up for the state team, the state championships, then... Your, your game, your playing is being, being broadcasted on radio, Fox footy with the state championships and now the waffle on Channel 7. And now even Xavier Ellis saying on the weekend um, that you're going to be, we're going to be have to be top 10 pick in the draft. So how much pressure is this putting on you uh, on game day and just in general? Um, I don't really like to think about it too much. I like to think, um, I guess if people are talking about me and saying, I guess it's, it's a good thing, but I don't really listen to it or buy too much into the hype. Uh, at the end of the day, I've only played two games a season. And, uh, yeah, I've got pretty good su- support base around me, my family and friends, and they make sure that um, I've got my head screwed on right, and um, they obviously don't get, get too involved with it either. But, um, yeah, um, still a long way to go, and uh, I like to think I'm on the right track at the moment. So... Just try to keep playing some consistent footy, and um, I think the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, no, it's a good point to, to live in the moment. And you're uh, getting written in the paper quite a lot at the moment. Uh, we understand you've got a family tie to St Kilda and have already met with them. Obviously, you'd be grateful to go anywhere, but would you prefer to stay here in WA, or are you not phased by packing your things and heading east? And what's the conversation like being with the scouts? Um, I guess your conversations are always exciting and um, I guess you got to treat it as a job interview because that's what I want to do with my life. So they're always a bit nervous and a bit exciting. But um, yeah, I'm not going away. I think something I really look, um, look forward to and um, whether that be after move out of home and um, learn to be an individual a bit more or whether I get to stay home with my family and friends, that'd be awesome as well. I'm not too phased by it, but whatever happens, happens out of my control a bit but um, yeah I'm just um, just waiting for the opportunity I guess and whichever club um, if I'm lucky enough to go to any club I'll just do whatever I can to um, repay the faith and um, show that they've made the right decision So what's the history with the St. With St. Kilda Footy Club I saw written in the West Australia Yeah so my great uncle I've got two great uncles that both played for St. Kilda and one of them was best on ground in their only premiership. So I've um, got a 
bit of family ties there, but um, funny enough, I'm actually a Collingwood supporter, so not actually a lot of people in the family go to St Kilda. Yeah, it's still pretty special though, but yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll move on. Um, how much do you know about the draft? Do you know, is there any insight into how the, comb- uh, the combine will be run and if it will still happen in November? No, we haven't been told much. I, um, I think there's still a bit of uncertainty about it with all that's going on with Victoria and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I'm just trying to put myself in the best position for whenever um, this information or when things are decided upon. So I think it's a good thing that we're playing footy next year. You know, I'm lucky enough to be able to display my talent. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to put my best foot forward and hopefully... There was a draft combine and all the, I guess, the exciting things yeah. that you've kind of been looking forward to since you've been, since I've been younger. So um, yeah, I'm just working towards that. It must be hard though, not knowing much. I mean, because you obviously don't mu- know much more than us. So like anything could happen. Are you just sort of preparing yourself for the draft could be earlier, later, and it, yeah. So what what are your thoughts with um the the date and the scheduling of that? Yeah, it'd be it'd be nice to have a set date and know um, when you're working towards and what you're working towards. But um, like I said, I just try to focus on what's in my control, and it's not like I'm the only one going through it. There's a lot of boys all around the country that are experiencing the same thing. So um, I'm just lucky to be in WA at the moment and playing footy. So um, yeah, just try, try to put my hand up every week and try to keep running games at Perth and um, everything's so far from that. Yeah, so focusing on this season, when did you find out that you're going to be making your league debut and how nervous were you in the build-up to it? Um, I found out Thursday before round one at team selection, so uh, yeah, that was pretty special. It's probably ever since I got um, invited down to pre-season in November, that was my main goal that I've been working um, towards and season got delayed and I thought I'd be able to get there, but... Um, I did, and um, something I'm really proud about. And the club's been really good at giving me opportunity and showing a lot of faith in me. And especially the players and the coaches have made me feel really welcome. And something that I'm really grateful for. But um, yeah, I wasn't too nervous. Obviously, um, I was more excited to go out there and play. But I played a couple of scratch uh, practice games before that, so sort of knew what to expect. But um, yeah, it was just awesome, especially to get that win on debut. Yeah, and that would have started with the top with uh, L Sporting the the head coach, um, how has he sort of backed you in? Because he has very high raps on you. Yeah, it's been really good to me. Um, like I said, he's shown a lot of faith and given me a lot of opportunities over the past uh, few months. And uh, something I'm grateful for. And um, yeah, it's been really good, especially being key um, forward when he was in his playing days. So yeah, he's been a lot of advice and hopefully. I can just keep playing a role for Perth and, um, yeah, keep, yes, like I said, um, yes, repaying the favour. We briefly touched on it the other day, but what are the main differences in the step up from Colts to league and do you think it helps being in there with big big bodies? Like, what do you put the early success down to? Um, main step up is probably just the bigger bodies. Um, I like to think I'm pretty smart um, about playing my footy, so... I can adjust to that level pretty quickly. and um, I think uh, my ma- the main reason I think I've been able to translate my game is probably just my work rate. I always want to come off the game naked and um, 
know that I've got the best out of myself. I pride myself on never leaving any stone unturned. So um, just the fact that um, I'm able to keep working hard and um, whether some days I might kick five and some days I won't kick none, but um, with my effort and intensity goes out throughout the game, um, I think more, more days than not I'll have good ones. So that's probably, probably um, why I reckon. Yeah, it's good that you're able to accept that. Yeah, of course. Um, is it fair to say there's probably none more frustrated uh, than you in terms of the bye this week? Gathering, you waited so long to play, um, even though every team has it at some point. Do you feel like it ruins any momentum that you have after these last two games? Um, yes and no. I guess I love playing footy and what I want to do with my life. So um, I don't like buys because I just want to keep playing footy every weekend. But um, saying that, it's probably a good time to and I season we get to reassess going into East Freo next week and um, boys can rest up and really attack the business end of the season from here so yeah I'd like to be playing and um, I think I've been playing well but um, no reason why I can't have a week off now and go play well next week so um, here's what it is um, just got to focus on playing good footy Lastly you've experienced uh, you've been playing with uh, some experienced figures like Chris Marson, Fraser McInnes, Corey Yo, and Brady Gray what has it been like playing alongside them and how much have they taught you as they do have uh, high wraps on you? Yeah, they've been extremely... Um, something I'm extremely grateful for and they've been um, so good to me and especially Fraser. I've been um, joining at the hips with Fraser and asking him heaps of questions and he's probably getting sick of me but, um, yeah, he's something, someone that I'm definitely all a lot, um, a lot to this season. Um put a lot of time in with me as long as the other Perth coaching staff and then um, folks like Brady Gray and Chris Marston have been um, elite not only because um, they're such good players and they're easy to mark the ball on when they put them on a platter for you but um, just the way they just talk to you and um, just guide me how they would like me to position and what I'm going to them so they're, uh, they're really, they've been really good for my development and um yeah, hopefully we can keep winning games at Perth together. Yeah, they are really nice blokes. And something that I've just thought of, do you have any pre-game rituals or a certain routine um, that you like to go about your business? Like, for instance, getting to the ground a certain time or, you know, um, even just, like, listening to music or, or that sort of thing? No, I'm, I like to think I'm pretty relaxed and casual before the game. Um, I don't really like to think about it too much. I usually get there to watch the Razzies beforehand and then... Um, Going, going about my business, probably one thing is I probably, I don't know, one, I probably don't like getting like dressed and ready too early. Um, that's probably just the one thing, but other than that, I'm pretty casual and relaxed and um, yeah, don't try not to worry about the game too much. Yeah, and what's on, what's on the agenda for training tonight? Just a, a general skill session or main session? Or? Um, no, majority of the older boys have a big one tomorrow night, but. Um, Yes, younger boys have to go in and um, do a, a pretty big, bit, um, pretty big gym session. So um, yeah, got to do that, and hopefully, can put a bit of muscle on this old frame. So that's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Logan, we really appreciate your time, and good luck in a few weeks against East Fremantle. And no doubt, we'll see you around soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. See Thank ya. You. Remember, at Centre Square Podcast on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube, as we gained a few subscribers, 
Look out for upcoming posts and things about what is happening with our content as you won't want to miss it. We'll see you very soon, but until then, it's goodbye from the Center Square Podcast on 91.3 Sport FM. So, cheers.